and once this week's Devil the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining join me in the show, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul. Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? Yeah, good. How is, uh, how's your week been, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I had a day off work today, so uh, I enjoyed it after about 12 days on the spin working. So it's been, uh, been nice to just have a day off and not really do do too much. Went up to the park with the kids before and had a bit of a stroll around. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Thanks. How's yourself? Yeah, yeah, mate. My scars, my scars healing nicely. Don't like something out there, a zombie apocalypse anymore. Um, I had to go to the vets today. Uh, with me, with me pet rabbit Charlie Brown, uh, not been eating very well last couple of last couple of weeks. Um, he's got bad teeth. That's a big problem for rabbits. Right? Yeah. How's he doing? Oh, terrible. Not. He's only on like you know like um, salady stuff now. Don't like. He can't eat. You know, chew solid stuff. So he's been he's dropping weight like mad. So I on I antibiotics now. Anyway. Hopefully that'll uh, that'll sort his problem out. Yeah, I thought rabbits only had lettuce anyway. No, yeah, you can have pellets as well and um, right. carrots and stuff like that. And but you could just tell he, you know, he's just, he's just like you know, lying about, just not himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll wish him all the best, mate. I hope he gets better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you updates as as as, as he goes on. Yeah, good, <laughs> good man. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's been my uh, my life this week. Um, got loads to talk about on this week's podcast. We'll look back at the uh, the defeat at Leeds uh, against Leeds Rhinos. Uh, we've got Tyrone McCarthy uh, on later on, uh, telling us about the game, what he thought about it, and we're going to look forward to uh, the Casford game uh, uh, on Thursday. Paul, so loads to talk about. Yeah, certainly is, mate. Yeah, considering there's not like a lots of things going on in rugby league at the moment with the, the, the game starting again it's starting to pick up now isn't it there's bits of news stories happening and, and things like that and the teams are playing as well so uh, so I'm glad mate yeah we had like a full round of fixtures at the weekend as well I, I managed to get down to to watch Salford against uh, Leeds and I caught the uh, most of the match beforehand the Wigan against uh, against Castleford game as well which was quite enjoyable as well because quite a lot of um, a lot of Salford connections there really George Griffin was playing for Cass and Gareth O'Brien as well and Daryl Alford scored a good try in the corner Jackson Ace is playing for Wigan Jake Bibby playing for Wigan so uh, it's like a reunion of Salford players which you, which you enjoy but Cass look a tough uh, tough pros- prospect and we'll speak about them later Yep so let's just uh, talk about the, the Leeds defeat first Paul you're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford defeated 50 points to 12 against Leeds. Just before we actually talk about the, the match, uh, Paul, I, I was going to the, to the game compared to our normal escapades. It was nice to, to go to, to a game, mate, when you've just been working for like months and months and not done anything. It's just nice to, to go out and do something a bit a bit normal. It's a break from looking at bloody boilers all the time, so I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, it was it was okay actually. I got to the ground and, and parked up sort of thing and went in the reception. They they took me temperature and surprisingly the guy said to me on the reception, uh, "Oh, you, you, your temperature's the lowest we've had all day. I think mine was thirty four point nine. He said that's the lowest temperature we've had all day. So I don't know how that works out." But uh, but no, I went upstairs and uh, kept my mask on and whatever. Went outside into the like a press area there, and it was it was okay. There was plenty of room on that, and I didn't really sit at the press benches. I sat out at the back, out of the way. I was chatting to Gemma Carter. She was there, so I sat with Gemma for the first half, and I saw Paul King, Bleasy, and um, 
the, the rest of the guys in the, in the Salford sort of director's box had a chat with Paul on that and it, it was good it was, it was just nice to, to go to the match it's different watching um, you know where there's not a lot of people there I say there's not a lot of people there there's quite a, quite a few media people there there's probably I wouldn't like to count I mean probably a couple of hundred people there actually when you, you totted everybody up that was there you know the, the Super League staff and they had people coming out cleaning the seats and that where the where the squads had been sat during the during the cast wigging game they said this army of people came out and these ladies with like sort of ivies on and um, bottles of um, what they call it like, I don't know Mr Muscle or whatever the, the equivalent <laughs> is of of sanitizer you know spraying all the, the chairs and whatever and cleaning everywhere up so it was uh, it was a bit of an eye-opener, but one thing is when you're watching the game in a, in a really quiet stadium, because obviously a lot of the press people just sort of typing and that, so they weren't making any noise. One thing you can hear is you can hear every single hit when a, when a bloke runs a ball, and, and it's it's a bit um, cringeworthy, really, because some of the hits and the, and the tackles, you, you feel them, you know, and you, you hear the noise and the, the groans and the, and the crunches of, of the tackles. So so that that was a bit of an eye opener. But uh, but no, it was nice to be able to go. It was just a shame with the performance, really. You know, injuries and that sort of. I, I know we, we we lost the game, but the injuries and that scuppered us a bit, and it was a bit of a night to forget, really. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, injuries early doors to. Um... Ken Seal really kind of threw us, I think. Uh, obviously, Ian Watson had to try and rejig his, his his side, and and for me, he didn't quite get it right. I think I think Leeds took advantage of that that sort of space on that far side early on. They did. I think Ryan Lannan went in the centre, and Chris Wellham went on the, the wing initially, and, and and Lannan got caught out for the first couple of tries. You know, not not, not blaming it on on Ryan at all, but. They did exploit that that side there at Leeds, and no, it, it was unfortunate really because Kent has been playing great, and you know, top scorer in the in the league, you know, scoring tries for fun, looking really really sharp, and he, he sort of went down heavy in that tackle, and we looked dangerous. It was a, it was a nice move from from Salford on that right edge, and yeah, we it was it's tough when when your winger gets injured like that because you don't always have a well, not many teams carry wingers on the bench to this, so you've got to shuffle your team around there, and, and we did, and I don't know ever what all got it wrong. It was it's one of those. It, you just had to shovel it as best you could, couldn't you? And you know, Leeds are a decent side, but there was there's other things in the game as well. I think with this new the new rules and the the six to go and the no scrums and that, I just felt Leeds got on a bit of a roll in the first twenty minutes. Got sixteen nil up, and I thought to myself, I couldn't really see us coming back from that at sixteen. I thought it was game over. Their pack was so dominant, and you know, it was forwards on there for us who were great last season. And, Sadly, on Saturday night, I didn't think they were at the races. So, you know, people need to perhaps look at themselves and, you know, up the ante a bit, really, because there's a lot to be played for this season. Yep, 16-0 down. And then Chris Atkin had a try disallowed from the video referee. Correct decision, it has to be said. But you always seem to think, like, you know, if he goes over there, it might kind of change the momentum of the game. But though, unfortunately for us, Leeds went to the other end and, 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 and scored, didn't they? So in half-time, sort of 26-0 up. Uh, Leeds were cruising, weren't they? Yeah, they certainly were. And you can't help but think that, you know, as well as Chris Atkin did there, he got himself airborne and he and, and attacked that corner. You, you know, Ken Seo perhaps would have scored there. So I'm not blaming it on Chris. I thought Chris came off the bench and, and worked really hard, and then he got an injury as well. So uh, looked like he'd, he'd, he's done his ribs. So I don't know how long Chris is out for, but you know, it's another unfortunate one. But yeah, I think Robert Louis broke through, didn't he? And, um, 
put Luke Gale over. There was a, there was a few soft tries from us we conceded really as well. And we looked, I thought we looked a bit sloppy in, in defence. Really, we weren't on our on our game. And as I said before, the pack was on the back foot from from minute one really. And you know, Leeds are, are a decent side, but I don't think they're, they're the best side in the league. And that was what was disappointing for me really. And uh, you know, we seemed to fold up a bit in that first half. And then obviously you've got it all to do. Then in the second, twenty six nil down, you, you really are chasing the game then. Yeah, well, obviously Salford did come out second half stronger. Two tries from Nia Levels in quick succession. Gave a bit of momentum, gave a bit of hope to us. Uh, but obviously at that point, injuries did start to hit. Josh Johnson went off, Chris Atkin went off, Ryan Lannan went off. And it kind of, like I say, really stopped us in our tracks. Yeah, it certainly did. One thing I say about Nia Levels is he was absolutely magic all, all night, really. Every time he had the ball, he looked so, so dangerous and... It's just, just a shame that we're, we're losing Niall because he's a, he's a fantastic player, he really is. And uh, yeah, he looked he looked sharp all night. Scored two good tries. And yeah, twenty six twelve. I wouldn't say we were back in the game there, but we we was on top there for it for a period. And you know we looked pretty good when we moved the ball. And Leeds scored on the back of that. I think there was a mistake, and Leeds got back in front. And then that that really was curtains. Then, but I, I was just thinking that. That sort of edge where Elliot Keir and, and Reese Williams were, I thought they were really solid. I think that's one plus I'd, I'd have out of that game. You know, Elliot struggled to get into the side this season, but I think when he has played, he played in Catalan. I thought he was probably one of our best players in Catalan, and I thought he was probably the most solid player on on Saturday night. He's probably my man of the match, so I hope he, he stays in the side. He probably will get a chance now with, with the injuries and, and that. So, uh, so yeah, Chris Wellham again, I, I thought. He, he gave his all, his, his fantastic handoff at times and, and the graft that he puts in. So there were players on there that, that come out of the game with, with positives, I think. But there's, there's other players that you know, need to need to step up this week against Cass. Yeah, Ian Watson had his uh, post-match press conference. You can see it on the Red Devils TV. Uh, here's a clip from it uh, when he's talking to Gaz Carter. Can I just start with an injury roll call? There was three that looked pretty bad in the game, wasn't there? So what's Ken and... Ken, Chris and Josh, what's the diagnosis so far? Oh, Ken, Ken and Josh um, look like they've hyperextended the knees. Um, we'll check on Monday if they've got scans, so we'll check the severity of that. Um, Chris Atkin looks like he's broke a rib. And Ryan Lannan has done something to his thumb as well, which is why he came off at the back end. So, I mean, just on to the game, I mean, what's the first half, the way the first half went, perhaps a sign of the two weeks off you had without training sort of thing uh, we, we, we can use that as an excuse if, if we want it's, rugby's quite a simple game it's about attitude um, in defence and, and we didn't want to defend or we didn't have the right attitude to defend we started off okay and then we kicked the ball dead I think it was Joey kicked it dead and we lost momentum straight away from there um, with the ball in hand there was plenty of times where we created opportunities and opened them up but if you, if you don't want to defend and you want to turn the ball over cheaply and give them seven tackle sets. You're going to lose, and you're going to lose big, like we've done tonight in the in the way the game is now. I mean, any any consolation at all in the fact that Niall scored twice, and you you, you look better second half. Plenty of plenty of pressure, plenty of chances second half. I thought the first twenty minutes of the second half, I thought we were a hell of a lot better. We came out with some attitude. There were some uh, personnel changes there. Mark Flanagan, Josh Johnson. Um, Seb again after 66 minutes he's putting somebody on his backside and forcing an error through good D that that should be happening in minute one that shouldn't be happening in minute 66 and just on to, on to this how do you prepare for Casford with the Thursday game Thursday afternoon how many training sessions do you have in the week uh, probably one probably one this week it, it's, 
listen, it's not ideal, but again, it's it is what it is at this moment in time. We're trying to get the game back up and running um, and back playing. Whether we've had some effects, we, we were we were brilliant. We came back bouncing after the um, the bre- uh, the breakdown, should I say, or the lockdown, should I say? But then, obviously, having the two weeks in isolation might not have helped us. But again, it it, it comes down to the game probably will turn into just kind of an attitude and a real like war of attrition and we've got to be willing to come out of the other side of that. Thank you, Ian. I'll pass you over to someone else. Thank you very much. So, obviously, Ian Watson disappointed with the result. He talks about how, how injuries, you know, affected the team uh, and he also talks about how possibly, you know, self, the self-isolation has affected the, the squad not training as much. Do, do you think he has a point there? Yeah, I think he's got a point, but I think, excuse me, Watt will be the first to admit I think he said it on Sky as well on his interview post-match, well, straight after the final looter, and he was sort of saying on there that he's not going to blame it on, on that. And I think you've got to you know, hold your hands up there and say, yeah, you know, what? he's very honest about that. I don't. I think he, I think there's mitigation there, isn't there, with, with the um, the isolation and the disruption and things like that, because it, it, is, it must be difficult if you're only training a couple of times and you're not getting that sort of fluency and consistency, and then you obviously you go into a game and you get injuries like that as well that completely scupper your plan. So that those are mitigating factors, but I think he'll be disappointed with the with what we served up as well. You know, considering we scored fifty points against against Hull a couple of weeks ago, then to concede fifty points against. Against Leeds is um, he's a disappointing, uh, disappointing t- turnout for us, isn't it? Really. So, so yeah, I don't think he'd be too worried about things, obviously. But he's got a platform there to, to build for this uh, this week now against Cass. But just saying that it, it's a short turnaround as well, isn't it? With with the Thursday game. So, uh, so I don't know how many training sessions we'll we'll have, we'll have got him for this week, but we're probably more better prepared than we were for the Leeds game. That's for sure. Yeah, I think Ian Watson says that they have won prior to the, the cast game. And it's difficult, obviously, after the whole game, we were flying, we had momentum, and then suddenly, you know, it all sort of has to stop. And then you can, I can, you can feel the effects of that. You can see the players weren't really at the races uh, for me uh, against Leeds. But like you said, we, we, we pick ourselves up, you know, we go again. And, and that's what it's all about. It's about bouncing back uh, and, you know, competing and, and beating the next team in front of you. Yeah, it certainly is. It, it certainly is. I mean, we, we, We've got two teams below us at the moment in Wakefield and Hulkingston Rovers, so we've got to start looking up the table, haven't we? There's there's a bit of a gap opening up now, actually. I think there's about six points, four or six points between us and, and the, the next team above us. So we could do with the result this this weekend against uh, against Castle, just to sort of hang in there and, and, and see where we end up. So we were looking for. Um, but we're looking for a result there against against the Tigers. They're a tough side to, to beat, and with a big pack as well. So um, that that's going to be a difficult game. But we need to get off to a good start this week and get on that front foot. Obviously, look, looking at the stats, uh, Paul, the top tacklers: Joey Lussick with forty-five, Taro McCaffrey thirty-five, uh, Luke Yates with fifty-eight, and um, Sebastian Ikeafor with forty-two. Uh, Luke Yates putting a, a massive effort in again. Uh, I think he finished was it second place in the top tacklers last year in, in Super League, and he's showing you know that form continues. Yeah, he does an awful lot of work, doesn't it, Luke Yates? And there was a lot of tackling to be doing against Leeds. Leeds had an awful lot of possession, didn't they? Particularly in that first half. So. Uh, yeah, credit to him, Luke Yates. He's a good player, good signing as well. And uh, it's just a shame that we've not had got to see, you know, as many games with him as we would have done if we hadn't have had this pause in the season. So uh, let's hope he can stay fit and we can uh, watch some good games with him in uh, for the remainder of the season because he's an excellent player. 
Yep, a top meter makers at nine levels with 100, Tyrone McCaffrey with 75, Luke Yates 109, uh, and Sebastian Ikea for with 116. Sebastian Ikea for and Luke Yates, you know, top of both uh, categories, Paul. Yeah, well, there was one thing in the second, I think it was in the second half, the ball went out wide and Ikehifo made a breakdown at the right channel. And I tell you what, he's he's got some pace. He had a lovely little step to get away from the, the defender and he set up like an half break. And I looked at him and I thought, blimey, he can shift. He can really, really shift. So whether it's a ploy or something, we could try and get him running out wide in the, in the centres down the channels there. Because we've done it with Paulie Paulie before, haven't we? Because he's a size as well. But I think Sebastian, I think, yeah, let's get him running out wide, is it? Or, his opposition centres and he could cause some damage there because he's he's no slouch whatsoever so I thought he had a decent game he's never disappointed when I've seen him play he's he's a good tackler good workhorse and I think he's got a bit to his game as well he's not just a just a head down sort of forward he has got a nice step and nice offload as well so we've got a good player there Yep, Tyrone McCarthy's also in the, uh, you know, the top three as well of, of each group, which shows how a good player he is. Even though he's he's on in a couple of minutes, and he'll tell us all what he thinks. Yeah, not the biggest bloke in the world, Tyrone McCarthy, but I think he's one player that since we signed him, we always seem to get hundred percent out of him, don't we? He's a, he's a real value for money sort of player, or a real coach's value player. I'd say. I mean, he must be a coach's dream, really. He's a really good lad, isn't he? Very level headed. There's a lot of good stuff in the in the coaching side with the universities as well. So, uh, really, really good guy, and uh, he does a lot of hard work on the field. A lot of the stuff that you don't necessarily always see. And another guy I thought who came on and and did a good job on Saturday was Mark Flanagan. I thought he really showed things up when he came on and. Uh, you know, he linked well in, in attack. He did a lot of defensive work as well. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Watto puts him in the starting 13 for this week. I'd like to see him start uh, against Castleford, uh, Mark Flanagan. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and uh, man of the matches. Colin Wilson, injuries hampered us. Uh, his man of the match was... Uh... Elliot Kay, uh, Colin Reynolds, gutted for CO, Evels, uh, Martin, no luck whatsoever, Ken CO, you said night to forget, Elliot Kia, uh, Chairman Bob, uh, Spanners in Works, Man of the Match, Mark Flanagan, um, Mike J. Singleton, well beaten tonight, Evels, uh, Patrick Connolly, uh, Pat was dominated, Yates was his Man of the Match, uh, Willow's Red, glad it's over, it felt a bit like that uh, towards the back end of it, um, dummy, dummy switch off, uh, well, um, I suppose against Leeds, you know, they have got some quality players and you've got to be uh, switched on all the time and they will punish you if you're not. Yeah, you certainly do. I, I saw the team sheet before the game and I was very surprised that Conrad Hurrell wasn't on the team sheet for Leeds and I thought, well, that's a bit of a positive news for Salford because he's a real sort of uh, powerful centre, isn't he? He's caused us a lot of problems in the, in the past when we played Leeds. So I thought that was a plus point and... Yeah, I looked at the lead side, you know, Luke Gale and Robert Louis, a good pair of halfbacks, but I didn't think there was much else there that, that, that troubled us. But, you know, how wrong was I? You know, they have got some, some quality, got some pace. I don't think the pack is anything to write home about, but that, that's the disappointing thing for me, the way their pack dominated us. It was, it was the disappointment, but I'm sure the boys will bounce back. Uh, positives, my nine levels, two tries uh, for him. Unfortunately, this week the news has broke that he's, he's actually going to Castleford. Uh, I was, I thought it was already, you know, been announced. To be fair, but it seems that Castleford decided the week before uh, to to make it public. Uh, do you think that's a bit of mind games going forward? Well, yeah. Well, I think. Let's um, have a think now. I don't know if it... Did we officially announce it? Salford officially announced it because I know Niall put that, that statement on Twitter, didn't he? I think what's come out this week is Castleford have actually 
announced it now, haven't they? So, um, so yeah, possibly a bit of mind games. But if you were nine levels, you'd be going into that game to, to show Castle what they're going to get next season, wouldn't you? And you'd be busting a gut to score, you know, an Atrick address against them this week and play really well. So, um, I don't know. They're in a bit of a funny situation there, Cass, aren't they? You wouldn't think you want to highlight the fact that you've you've signed him and you've got this great play. You just just play it cool, wouldn't you? But I'm expecting Niall to play really well this week, and he does every week. Anyway, it's not often Niall has a, has a poor game. He's he's very very consistent, and I'm sure he'll want to put a real show on this week. You know, it's another televised game. It's at Headingley on a, on a big stage there in front of the Sky Sports camera. So uh, I'm sure Niall will want to come up with the goods. This week. Yeah, uh, obviously, like you said, Niall Ells, fantastic player for us. Uh, let's talk to another one now. We've got Tyrone McCarthy. He's going to talk us all about the Leeds game and look forward to uh, Casford uh, this week. OK, now we're joined by uh, Tyrone McCarthy. Uh, welcome to the show, Tyrone. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, obviously, let's uh, obviously look back at the uh, defeat against Leeds uh, last week. Talk, talk us through it. Yeah, obviously it was a game to forget, but um, uh, Leeds just probably um, shown us how to play the game. Went back to the basics, just probably ran harder and tackled harder than than we did. And um, yeah, they, once they gained that momentum in the first half, we, we just weren't really in the game. And obviously, the second half started, we, we started a bit brighter, but to be honest, I think the damage had been done by then. Yeah, obviously injuries took the part as well. It's a tough game, rugby league, and you know we did have our fair share of injuries on the that weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously Ken's a massive loss with not just in terms of his ability, but in terms of the disruption it makes to the team with with a winger going down and obviously people playing out of position. But I think if we if we want to be challenging again, um, we we need to make, we we need to be better and, and react better to them. Uh, Obviously, uh, them circumstances. Yeah, is it kind of a thing on the field? You know, when you get the message from Ian Watson, there's a much kind of organisation. Do you all kind of like decide who goes where? Is it up to Watto? Uh, I think yeah. Generally, we all have an idea, but obviously, Watto's the one who makes the decision who's going, who's playing in in what positions. Um, but yeah, everyone, everyone kind of knows the positions that they can play in. Um, yeah, I actually found myself at centre, which. Been a while since I've played there. Yeah, because you are quite ver- versatile, aren't you? You've played, you know, six, you played seven, you played nine before for, for Salford as well, and 13. So, yeah, you know, you have quite a facility, uh, you know, quite versatile, uh, really. You can play anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy, and I'm happy to like kind of do whatever's best for the team. And I think um, just having being able to fill in, obviously, that probably makes you a bit more valuable in terms of as a team member. and um, but yeah, I, I, I'd rather stick to the positions that are my first choice than, than find myself out wide. <laughs> yeah, obviously Ian Watson says you're missing consistent, consistency. You know, you're, you're top of the tackling charts and, and the meter, meter charts, you know, each week for, for, for Salford. Is that, show, is that sort of feeling we pride that you're, you're leading the way? Um, yeah, well, definitely. I think, that, like you say, consistency is something that, I've pretty much built my game on since I've come through uh, at Warrington, and, um, and and something that we've talked about as as trying to be in as a club at as a club this year. Obviously, if you look at our results, that's not really been the case. We've kind of been a bit indifferent. So, um, if I can, obviously, I feel like I had a bit of an off game at the weekend, but 
yeah, if if I can put that uh, put that right, and hopefully everyone else will follow suit. Yeah, how's the uh, how's it been this season? Obviously, sort of stop start. Uh, you know the way the Super League is with with the COVID nineteen. How's it how's it been for you? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty strange to be honest. Um, obviously, no one could have predicted what was going to happen, but to have it's the longest break I've ever had in, in my whole career, never mind a season. So to go from round, I think was it round seven, uh, and have six month break till round eight is a kind of really odd and strange. But um, like we mentioned before, we come back really, all in really good condition and um, tramping at the bit and. And I think that showed in that whole game. Um, and unfortunately, the, the two-week isolation that for, uh, eleven of us had to have was wasn't probably what we needed. We just probably needed to play a few more games and then kind of uh, got rolling again. But it wasn't to be. And yeah, we I think at the weekend it just showed that we were we were a bit off the pace. And but we, we, we can put that right straight away this week against Castleford. How, how did you cope with the with self-isolation? A lot in the media about, obviously, if you do show symptoms or are told to self-isolate for 14 days, but no one actually tells you how to, to get through it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty difficult. Like, um, obviously, we weren't allowed to train in, or, so we're just pretty much housebound. And, um, and you kind of think, oh, I'll do that today. And you're like, no, I'm not allowed out of the house. So it's just, <laughs> you, you, you start making plans the night before, and then you realise... You've got to just pretty much keep yourself entertained in the house. Um, like for me, it's not been too bad because the house, I'm doing my house up, so there's jobs to do all around the house anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, while the, the Super League was suspended, uh, the RFL brought in some new rules uh, the six again rule and the, and the no scum rule. Um, do you think that sort of benefits? Let's start with yourself and then and then the game. Um, yeah, I've, I think obviously I like it. The longer and the game goes on, or the longer the ball's in play, I think that kind of suits me as a smaller middle. Um, obviously, some of the bigger boys, I don't think I think they'd rather have it slowed down and and that'd be a slower game. But so they can use all their their power. But yeah, for me, I don't mind the six again rule. I think it keeps the pace of the game going. In. Um, especially when you're attacking, it is R and D. Obviously, just straight away you. Going straight into that new set of tackling, but um, in terms of the scrums, yeah, I, I, I don't really see the point of, of it really. I think in terms of, but um, I think it takes away a bit of the attacking op- opportunity. We're having a set line there pretty much all the time with thirteen lads, but for me, that's that helps me because I'm normally one of the defenders out the scrum, so. Um, I'm happy that there's less space around me when <laughs> when they're attacking. Yeah, I think it's more like it's more, it's more about momentum, isn't it? Because obviously it's hard to to stop momentum when it builds. But if obviously yeah. if you're getting set after set and then having to sort of no scrums to to re sort of re re make the gas, it's it's hard, yeah. isn't it? Really. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and obviously some teams are all wise on to. I think because I actually think they play the balls. Yeah, that's instead of a scrum is slowing the kind of the game down a bit um, just because of obviously you, you can take the full 30 odd seconds before um, you have to, you have to play the ball but um, no um, yeah the, the scrum I, I, well I'll put it this way I'd, I'd like to see the scrums return to the game rather than stay out the game completely 
yeah, obviously that's something to look forward to. Obviously next year, you know, I suppose it's a it's a thing that's evolving, isn't it? Really, with everything going on. Yeah, and I think that that's it. I think the like the six again rules probably something that we'll we'll keep because it's made the game more free flowing rather than kicking to touch and and those sorts of things. And um, I think in, in order to make it a, a greater spectacle for the TV, we've got to look at every avenue. That we can, and obviously changing the rules is always going to be up there for that. Yeah, obviously Castleford uh, this this week. Uh, looking forward to bounce, bouncing back. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, it's a real good test for us because Castleford can. They're not, they're on a losing run, but they're playing really well. So uh, they're a competitive team. They're always they're always up there fighting for them playoff positions, and I think they've been on. They've started every game well this year, um, but we've just got to focus on ourselves this week and as I mentioned about the Leeds game probably just you know, run a bit hard, run harder and, and, and tackle harder than, than Castleford are, are going to do this week and like I say they're coming up four losses so they're, they're not going to be there and waiting to get pushed over Well I suppose it's a shorter turnaround is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing after Leeds? I think it's well, for me the uh, best thing that could happen you just want to Obviously, it's quite embarrassing when you get a scoreline put in like that and put on you. And I think it's, all you want to do is go and put it right. So you couldn't have got any better to have a short turnaround, really. Yeah, you got some happy memories against Castleford. You scored the try, the first playoff try at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, sort of last season. Uh, that must be a happy memory for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like it's what we needed in in order to get that belief going, that early try in that game. And, I'm just fortunate enough to be the one who who uh, was there to dive on it. But yeah, it's like I said, that that game was really intense, and um, I'm pretty sure Castleford are probably using it as a bit of motivation too from from that victory. Because but in that game, obviously, give us the belief to go on and win the week after. And but yeah, it's hard to kind of talk about last year because we're kind of a, a bit of a different team now and. And Castleford will probably have done their own work on us. Yeah, uh, away from Salford, you, you represent Ireland. Uh, you know what do you think of their chances in the next sort of twelve months? Yeah, we're, we're really uh, looking forward to the World Cup. Um, we've got a decent um, pool of teams to, who, who all, all throw up different ch- challenges with New Zealand, Lebanon, and um, Jamaica. And they're all they've all got their own threats too. So I think we'll we'll be looking at the best ways in order to get that uh, be prepared for for all of that, and uh, whether that's through uh, warm up games or training camps. But met with Stu Little the other week and had a good chat about what we want to do. And uh, I feel like after last World Cup, we we, we just missed out on the, the quarterfinals, but that's a real real goal for us this year and show that some of the young lads who, who we've got playing for us who've, who've put their hand up over the last three or four years that there's some real talent there and, and together we've got a good team. Yeah, talking about young lads, you went over to Ireland last year with Salford and sort of, bit of did a bit of training with them. Uh, you know, any any lads out there you're thinking could be uh, could make the grade? Yeah, well, uh, there's, there's Ronan who's already at Huddersfield who's he was went over to Canberra this year, and unfortunately, because of the old situation, he, his season got stopped short. But he's he's one that's obviously going to probably pop up in the next couple of years, and 
hopefully have a good long Super League career. There's another lad, James Mulvaney, who's who's playing um, just I think he's with Sheffield, and but he's playing at Leeds Leeds University. And the more lads that we can get coming over and, and just getting more experience in the game, I think a few years down the line we'll we'll see a, a few more Irish lads within the league. Um, but that was something that I want to work on is working with the, the um, Rugby League Ireland and going over and help developing some of these younger players and give them, give them the, a bit of guidance and, um, and whether that's through coming and helping them find clubs or whatever. But that's definitely the, the pathway needs to be created for them lads because there's a lot of talent over there. Yeah, talking about pathways, you're still coaching Salford University. Their pre-season starts uh, shortly. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's uh, the lads are all a good bunch of lads there. It's a um, bit of a different challenge again in terms of coaching. I've always coached women, probably what your class is like an elite pathway with with the academies or um, yeah, play performance kind of stuff. And obviously, these lads are just there for having a a, a, a good time and a social but they still want to win so it's kind of finding the right balance of keeping it light hearted but obviously there's, there's got to be some tough stuff in, in between um, but I think I think last year that we we won our first three and um, yeah we were just slowly tapered off but then they managed to win uh, the um, the varsity game against Manchester which was what they, they all cared about most so if we can pick up another couple of wins more and and have a decent cup run and, and win that varsity. I think the lads will be happy with that this year. Do, do you see coaching on the horizon for yourself? Yeah, it's something I enjoy. Um, before I started, went full-time with Warrington, I'd done my teaching degree in PA, and um, I feel like with the coaching, I kind of get the same things. Like, yeah, you get to help people and improve them. And, and even with the student lads, you can see how, like after a couple of sessions that that they're they're improving and they're picking up and and it is and especially when you got people who, who want to learn it's, it's a it's a great job really and um, I'm really rewarded. Yeah, you say you've got a teacher's sort of degree. Do you think that mm-hmm. sort of helps you to be a sort of better rugby league player? Um, yeah, I, I think the coaching does too. Um, you kind of probably take it into. You, you take it for granted some of the the skills that you do, and when you go and repeat them, and, and sometimes you have to simplify them. It, it probably helps your game too by by going revisiting them them little little skills. And when you're teaching, when you're telling someone how to do it, then there's a bit of accountability that you've got to go and do it properly at the weekend too. Because so, and I have no doubt most of them are watching. And um, so like, if you're missing tackles at the weekend, then the lads will let you know. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously you went through the university pathway, didn't you? So it's you kind yeah, of an example yeah. for sort of the lads that you know see you playing Super League week in week out. That you know if they put the effort in and, and it all comes comes right, they can follow in your footsteps. Yeah, definitely. And I think what it springs to mind is Alex Walmsley. He he went through that pathway too, and it, it is a real good pathway, especially in the the top league. There's some real good players playing and. Um, and it's something probably the, I feel like the Super League club should tap into a bit more and, and look at how they can create, whether it's a performance pathway through it. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of talent there who probably go through, slip through, whether it's because they want to be edu- go, go to education. And um, But yeah, it's for the lads, that's kind of what 
unfortunately, the the reserves obviously is not, has been canned for this year because of the situation. But I think that's what would be good to create is that pathway. As if there's anyone, um, well, Dan Munt, who was the captain last year, he, he ended up playing a few reserve games, and over time, hopefully, there'll be a stronger link between the university and the club, and you can see more players that are picked up at a later age um, through that pathway, and, and then maybe. Yeah, like you say, go and play for Salford first team. Yeah, it's all about building community links in it and, and sort of tapping into the universities and, and the schools. And, you know, us at the club, we're, we're really good at that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's how the club can grow. Um, we've obviously got a great relationship with, with Salford University already. Um, and and it's, I think, for me, it was a, a good opportunity to obviously take hold of a, a full, like my own team. Um, without having too much pressure on, but yeah, get back to get back to coaching because I hadn't done it for a couple of years. But um, yeah, the more that we can do it within the community and, and getting out and and even offering lads the opportunity to go to university, I think that's kind of a unique selling point for for a club if they can they can do that. And um, and I've I've been through that system and that's so why I really value it. I feel feel like. Going to university was some of the one of the best decisions of my of my life, really, in terms of what the experiences I gained through this, through not only the course but through student rugby league and the people I've met and things like that. Yeah, and obviously with your teaching degree, if you don't manage to land the top job, you could always go and teach the next generation. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, speaking of a few mates there. Uh, they're not all always happy, but I suppose they they uh, they get some good holidays, don't they? So um, no, it's something that obviously is at the back of my mind um, on the next chapter. But yeah, I think the coaching kind of that's why it ticks both boxes. It keeps me within the game, and and then I'm getting to do something similar to to me what I'm, I've I've been um, what I've learned to do. Yeah, but for now you've got the best job in the world. Yeah, definitely can't complain and. Um, obviously we're really fortunate to go out every week and, and play the game and I think that's probably what the the the, um, the last six months has highlighted is how much you do miss it when you're not playing Cheers, big thanks to joining us on the show uh, and good luck against uh, Casper No worries, thank you so, great interview with uh, Tyrone. Big thanks for, for letting us talk to you uh, about everything uh, Solver Red Devils. Um, let's Before we touch on, on the Casford game, uh, Paul, um, 2021 shirt sponsorship is available uh, for that. Um, it's great the club are actually getting out there, trying to get you know, local companies involved to sponsor the club. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. I mean, probably not that far away now, is it, the 2021 season? What, we start of September now, so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's gone. I don't, I don't like saying it's gone quick this year because I don't know whether it has or it hasn't. It just seems like it's been around forever, doesn't it, 2020? So, so yeah, well, let's hope we can get some local businesses involved. And I don't want to write this season off yet, but I'm sort of looking forward to hopefully next season being able to go to the games and you know having a fresh start and being able to play a full season without a big six-month break. So, uh, so yeah, let's hope businesses get involved and, and they back Salford because it's going to be difficult. I was reading something, well, a few things on the internet today about teams that are... They're struggling financially with with what's going on and the recession that could last for years and all that. I mean, I don't read too much sort of stuff like that because it depresses you a bit after uh, after reading it for ten minutes. So 
So, so yeah, let's hope businesses get involved and backs open, and we have a healthy, healthy season next year. Yeah, basically what it is, the club uh, have um, organised it. If you pay £750 plus of that, you get put into a draw to have your logo uh, displayed on the left sleeve of next season's So for a Devil shirt, at the official website and on the advertising board around the AJ Bell Stadium. Uh, so yeah, so for that kind of money, it's, you know, it's very, very good value. I think your product will, or company will, will get a lot of uh, airtime uh, and people will notice it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, especially I think the uh, the hoardings around the stadium, or whatever they call the boardings, are, they call boardings or hoardings. I don't hoardings. you know those things. I mean, what you're saying there, you know, around the side of the pitch. Yeah, I think they're good because especially when you get the exposure of Sky Sports, um, you know, you're, you're talking millions of people are watching that, aren't they? Or thousands of people. I don't know how many people watch it on the telly. So you've got to get good exposure there and on the shirts as well. I mean, yeah, it's um, for seven hundred fifty quid. You, can, you can't really argue with that. That's that's good business. Yeah, and you get an executive box for 10 people as well. Uh, so you can watch the match. Uh, so if you want to get wined and dined or bring clients to, to the match to try and woo them into deals, the deal breaker could be made at the AJ Bell Stadium. Is that every week, that, Rob? Is it 750 quid and you get a box every week? Uh, an executive box for 10 people at the AJ Bell Stadium for the Betford Super League 2021 fixture. One week or every week? Mm, oh, yeah, maybe one. Because I was going to say for a Betfred Super League twenty-one fixture. Oh yeah, the ah, one. But that's fair enough. Isn't it? Still, you can still do the deal, even if it takes you one yeah, of day. Course. Yeah, I was just thinking if it was seven hundred fifty quid for the season, me and you would try and grab seven hundred fifty quid together. We'd have a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, uh, it's it's good. I mean, they're nice those boxes, aren't they? It's a good view up there. And yeah, if you can, uh, like you say, woo your woo your clients, and uh, yeah, it's, it sounds pretty cool. That. Um, deadline for the draw is uh, September the 24th um, they'll uh, make the draw at random um, if you want further information uh, contact uh, Hannah Kirby hannah.kirby at sulfuretdevils.net or call her on 079-699-81422 so hopefully she'll be she'll be busy I think so mate I think a lot of local businesses will be taking that that deal up, you know, there's a lot of local businesses already involved in Solver. We can name quite a few, can't we? Who support the club, and I'm sure they'll be they'll be getting on uh, on board with that because it sounds pretty good to me. Yep. So let's uh, let's talk about the big game coming up against Casper Tigers. It's time on the devil of the So, Cass, on uh, Thursday, Paul, um, after defeat against Leeds, it's important we bounce back. Yeah, it certainly is. And I suppose, in a way, I was a bit of a spy in the crowd watching uh, the Cass-Wigan game. Well, I watched sort of the last hour of it. Missed the first 20 minutes, but watched that before Salford's game on uh, on Saturday. I didn't think it was um, the most quality-filled game I've ever seen before. It was quite a niggly game. Both sides were, were niggling at each other and I think I've just heard tonight that Morgan Smith is a Wigan forward's been banned for six games, hasn't he, for some of his misdemeanours in that match and uh, there was a, I think there was a, what do they call it, um, one of those tackles, what do they call those tackles where they, oh, I can't remember now, not a grapple Crusher tackle, tackle it's, it's called. Crusher tackle, sorry, sorry Rob, that's the word I was looking for, yeah, crusher tackle involved, so um, I, yeah, I didn't think it was the most quality ridden game ever but 
Cass are a, a decent side. They're quite a, a robust team, aren't they? And Wigan sort of ran away with the game at the end, but it was tip for tap for, for, for long periods in the, in the match. And was quite impressed. I was impressed with the physicality of Cass and, and the pack of forwards they've got. They've got a good pack and they moved the ball well out wide. They're all open, scored a good try. And, and as I said before, we, we spoke on, on the radio this weekend with Gareth O'Brien playing for Cass. I, I thought he looked really good. So we're going to have to watch that. And they used a couple of moves. With, with Gareth that we used to use at Salford, the way he linked in, in the attacking line and, and looped round the back on the, on the right edge. So, you know, what I will know all about this, he'll be watching all, all the videos and that, but it'll be a tough game. They're a decent team, aren't they? And sort of, sort of over the last five or six years, they've been up there sort of challenging really Castleford, haven't they? And consistently well in the top four or five in the table. So they're, uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. So we're going to have to be on our game, especially muscling up in the pack on, on Thursday. Yeah, Chris Nandinu, uh Connor Jones and Jack... Armoroid uh, come in obviously with injuries biting I'm sure they'll want to make a big impression um, obviously coming back after lockdown well yeah because you've got um, a space there to fill with the, with with Cantillo haven't you um, coming out of the side so it's going to be interesting to see who, who takes his place there um, you know Chris Inu's played on the wing before hasn't he I don't know is, is Ed Chamberlain in the squad I've not seen the squad yet so I don't know where Ed's in the squad um, but you'd probably be looking at Chris and Inu there, wouldn't you, as, as a direct replacement for uh, for Ken Seal. Ed Chamberlain is in the squad. Or, or Chamberlain, so there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of a choice there for Wattle. I think on the other side, with, with Elliot Keir and Reese Williams, I think you've got a really settled partnership with the, the two Welsh lads there. I think they, they work together in tandem together. They play at London together. I think they have a really good understanding. I'd keep those two lads together. Um, I, I don't know who I'd bring in to, to, to partner Chris Willem Chamberlain's got plenty of pace can play on a wing Chris Innan who's a, a strong strong guy as well so we'll have to see, watch this space and, and who goes goes in there regarding the forwards we've not seen much of, of Jack Armand right have we is, uh, is Green, James Greenwood in the squad he was in the squad last week is he in this week James Greenwood yes so there's an opportunity there for somebody to step in for, uh, for, for where Josh Johnson and, and Ryan Lannan were You've got Mark Flanagan who's on the bench last week. Could he come into the side? So uh, the, the space is there. I mean, four injuries is a lot. For, I think the Chris Atkin injury is uh, a tough one as well because I didn't think Chris should have been dropped. I thought he should have played with two little at the weekend. I know Kevin Brown came back in, but Chris, even though he was on the bench, he's a really handy guy to have on the bench because he can play at hooker. He can play at halfback and you've lost a bit of a pivot there in him. So uh, it'd be interesting to see who what who what he picks for his squad and what he goes with on the bench. Will he go with four forwards on the bench? I've got a feeling he might do for, for this game. We'll have to uh, wait and see. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, Ken Seo, Josh Johnson, both put, you know, a lot of effort in, 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 in our team and, you know, to replace them, it's going to be a big ass, but the likes of Ed Chamberlain, like you said, James Greenwood, they'll come in, they'll want to, you know, show Ian Watson what they've got and, you know, they see, show them, show him that they're worth a, a place in the team. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. You want competition in, in every position in, in the in the squad and it's moments like this that, that shows that we have. Well, yeah, you've got players who are on the fringes sometimes who, who've not had the opportunity opportunity and won't be Wattles' sort of first choice without disrespecting those players but then they, something like a situation like this occurs and then they've got an opportunity then to, to hold their hands up and play haven't they and then when that injured player does come back it's, he's got to fight his way into the side then so so these guys that have been brought in now they've got a perfect opportunity if, if they can get on the pitch on, on Thursday afternoon to really stake a claim so uh, you know it'll be, be exciting to see how, how, how the lads go 
because we, you know, looking at Ken Seo, he's, he's been excellent this season, hasn't he? I know there's been a big gap in between games, but he came back against uh, against Hull and scored two fantastic tries. And you know, he's a really top winger, but you know, judging by what what said in the press conference, his legs swollen right up. You don't know how long he's going to be out for. Now. I would say it's going to be at least a couple of weeks, maybe maybe a month or two. So uh, someone's going to get an opportunity there to to, to slot into the side and, and play. So uh, you've got to take that with both hands now. Give us a, your score prediction for the for the Casper game, Paul. Oh, I've never thought about this. Uh, was miles out of the weekend, wasn't I? Mm. I think it'd be another tight one, Rob. I think Casper are uh, pretty decent. I think they've, they've got points in them. I'm going to go... It's our home game, I think, as well, isn't it? So I'm going to go Salford... Salford 22. Yeah. Castleford 16. 22-16, Salford. Um... I've, I've got a feeling we're going to bounce back. Obviously, we, I thought we, you were going to say we, were going to we get didn't deep, play yeah. very well last week against Leeds. Um, you know, the, the world's against us, really. You know, with injuries as well. Uh, new boys coming in. They're what make an impression. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Salford 36, Castle for 10. A big result, that. 36-10. And then back to winning ways. Yeah. We'll take that, won't we? I think you'd take any win, wouldn't you? You'd take any sort of win at this stage in the season now, and uh, especially against Cass, decent side. So, uh, yeah, any win would be, any two points would be a massive boost to us now, uh, particularly with the, the with the squad and, and, and what's happening as Leeds. So, yeah, I, I don't care whether it's a, a 4-0, like it was in 97 with Phil Cousins going over, or like you said, a 30-odd 10. I'm not bothered. Let's just hope we can, we can turn it round. I mean, it's it's funny at the moment. We're playing behind closed doors. We're playing at a neutral stadium as well. So that's going to have an effect. It's not like going to play in Castle Weldon Road, is it? So let's hope it has that effect in our favour this week. Yep. Yeah, obviously. We've had a great show tonight, Paul. Really enjoyed it. Uh, talking all things Salford and looking forward to the game against Cass. Yeah, it's probably the strangest uh, kickoff time ever, a Thursday afternoon at half past two in the in the <laughs> week. <laughs> I remember reading something years ago about like the 1970s when there was power cuts and all that. And I think they played Rochdale football. I think it was played a lot of their their sort of midweek games um, in the afternoon because they couldn't put the floodlights on, you know, because the power cuts. So it's probably a bit like that, really. But uh, but no, Thursday afternoon at half past two, strange time. But uh, let's hope everybody can get to the television and uh, watch the game and enjoy a win. You'll be uh, you'll be waiting at this this your sorting office for you know the people who dis- distribute your your your, uh, your jobs and you'll be like half two can you get me one that's got Sky Sports is that is that possible <laughs> or can you get me a job in Edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens we'll see what happens yep so big thanks to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast I'm Brian Parkinson you can find us on Facebook Devil in the Detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and Radio Contact so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Ha, 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 ha.